you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. NFL opening weekend 600. Here's Kyle Brandt. Wes Welker and Demarius Thomas each caught two scores as part of this quarterback's monster seven-touchdown day against the Ravens in the 2013 opener. April. Who was Tom Brady? No. Justin. Who's Peyton Manning? That was Peyton Manning. (laughs) Ah, April. This morning football talk show is hosted by Jamie Erdahl, Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. What is Good Morning Football? Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live here in New York City. It's Wednesday, September 14th, and yes... We had the honor and pleasure of being on Jeopardy oh. last night. We all had a clue. It was yeah. a life memory. Jason, you've done a lot of cool things. What was that like? Yeah, that, that was pretty high. I didn't get any text. They were all tweets from people I didn't know. So I guess that shows that my friends don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mom They're more was, real guys. They watch Wheel of Fortune. Because I forgot to tell her. And then, yeah. Oh, my God. I was at yeah. soccer oh. practice. There was, a lot, there was a lot going on for a Tuesday. So. No, so that means that she got texts from her peers and she was mm-hmm. mad at you for not telling them. Which, which I can understand. Mm-hmm. Like that Democrat. Graphic. She she was yeah. she was pretty fired up. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to Luigi. He got my question right. Yeah, Luigi, absolutely. Yeah, that's my man. Uh, April, who I had to mention this, yeah. who got that one wrong. She went and tweeted later that night, and she said. I was listening to the question and not looking at the monitor yeah. that was oh. showing a picture of Peyton Manning, which is the biggest reason I got it wrong. Welker so, and oh. Thomas both played, both played for the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tricky clue. It's a tricky clue. Tricky but clue. life memory. Yeah. It was really cool. Awesome. No we're doubt about it. We have got a fantastic show. But until then, it's time for the lead block. Lead block. We've got a big AFC showdown on the way in week two. The 1-0 Dolphins head into Baltimore and take on the 1-0 Ravens. It's a particularly fascinating quarterback matchup. Both Tua and Lamar are in a make-or-break situation this season, but for very different reasons. 
one for a long-term contract and the other quite possibly for his future. So who needs to make a bigger statement in just week two against each other, Tua Tungabailoa or Lamar Jackson? I'm watching the, the Patriots-Dolphins game last week, and every time the Patriots started to move the ball, got a couple plays, a Hunter Henry pass, a Johnny Smith pass, there would be a huge hit, a turnover, a game-changing play, and I think I underestimated this Dolphins defense mm. that you, Jason McCourty, played on last year going into this season. I think Lamar's in for something different than he expects, maybe, with this team, because you watch them on film, they're flying all over the ball. That's Melvin Ingram. Remember Melvin Ingram? Yeah, sure. He's wearing a single digit on the, the Dolphins. Dolphins as a pass rusher and was all over the field against New England. And you look at that defensive backfield with Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, talent up and down the roster. And I look at Lamar and I say, okay, now you look at the score of that Jets game, no explosive runs, no huge explosive plays outside the pocket. He did two big pass plays, one to Bateman, one to Duvernay. That was the game, and that is all you need when you win by that many points against the Jets. I'm curious to see what this Dolphins defensive game plan is like because I think Lamar needs to start using those legs a little bit more against this team, which they're going to be flushing them out of the pocket quite a bit. It was as if you just teed me up no, of what no I'm going with. Dolphin. They played last year Thursday night football, and I want to show you guys what their drives were like throughout that game, how those drives ended for Lamar Jackson and this Baltimore Ravens offense. Punt, 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 interception, fumble. They had one field goal, they missed one, and then they had a touchdown. The only two scoring drives of the entire game. One touchdown, one field goal. And on top of that, the Miami Dolphins, they just blitzed the hell out of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Javon Holland and Brandon Jones had the most blitzes in a game since 2016 when these next-gen stats started. For, all of, for DBs, DBs, not just DBs. They had a ton of blitzes. They were all over him. And the Baltimore Ravens never had an answer for it. It was max blitz. There was no safeties back there in the middle of the field, on the halves of the field. It was just DBs covering receivers with absolutely no help. They kept Lamar in the pocket, and they got after him. So for me, I want to see Lamar Jackson and his Ravens offense what is their adjustments? What are they going to do? You have to assume at some point Miami's going to come after him and see if they've made the adjustments from last season. I had no idea that the 2022 Dolphins were the steel curtain <laughs> in the 70s. What the hell is going on here, guys? That was a hell of a hype job. I didn't know that out of they nowhere. Look against the Patriots. They, look, they look really good against the Patriots. I, to me, the answer is Lamar for so many different reasons. First of all, Allen and Mahomes and Herbert, and those are the guys. Hello, can I can I get some love over here? I came and I, I think this this is in a sense, and I don't want to put any receipts out there, but like the Jets were not real good in week one, and I feel like in a sense this is Lamar's season opener. All he did is show up against the Jets and just slap them around for a few quarters and throw three touchdowns, all of them pretty long, including one over 50 yards. Lamar's whole season is going to be about the contract extension, and we're in this weird almost Kirk Cousins territory where it's like a week-to-week -week referendum on Lamar. I'm not totally sure why, but it's so unique with his contract situation, his own representation or lack thereof. That's always big. If he throws five touchdowns, do they do a deal? If he throws three interceptions, do they not do a deal? But then above and beyond that, the other optic with Lamar all year is just going to be, I guess I'm not one of the cool kids. I'm, I'm not totally sure why, but there's so much appreciation for Allen and Mahomes, and they were good. I know Lamar was hurt last year, but Patrick Mahomes does a shovel pass for the 50th time, and all our hair is supposed to be on fire. Lamar had an unbelievable no-look pass in that game against the Jets that no one seems to care about. And maybe we've been spoiled by Lamar's athleticism and Peter says he wants to see more of it next week. So do I. I think but, he's going to have to use it. I, yeah. I feel like there we saw him running around the pocket a little bit and I didn't mean to cut you off. Okay. Like, do you see the physical... Like, 
it looks like he's put on 10 to 15 pounds. It's muscle. It's big. Lamar yeah, yeah. looks different out mm-hmm. there. And I'm not sure if it's the same Lamar that it was. And it's obviously going to help him long term. But, like, have you noticed that he looks a little bit different? No. no you, you think, is that a thing? He's gained weight? I didn't know I that. I could see it. He's like this now. Is there then a, a, an accompanying concern that maybe he'll lose a step or yeah, something? Yeah, no, I don't know. That's the thing. Either. I'm curious to see. He looked apart on Monday. But, like, I think against his Dolphins defense, it's going to be pounding him. I'm curious to see how it goes. There's a there's a perfect soundbite to put off there for Lamar in the media, which is like, I think he might have lost the step. And the next time, he's just going to blow someone out of their cleats. Yeah. I think Lamar has to have a huge game. I think, and oddly, there's almost more attention on Tua Tagovailoa in this game than there is in Lamar because mm-hmm. the Dolphins have this intrigue. Mm-hmm. But I go with uh, number eight for the Ravens. Listen, I know when you play Jeopardy, the strategy is once you stay in one category, you should all kind Sweep of like it. go down it. But like, Lamar, 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 <laughs> like, what are we doing? Tua, it's week two. Okay. Yeah. Lamar has an entire franchise worth of fans that are clamoring for him to get paid. He has nothing to prove. The people want him there. The people want him as the Baltimore Ravens quarterback. He's good. He's just going to be Lamar and things will work out for him. Tua Tungavailoa, he is working for his career here week yeah. to week. He has suffered through two seasons of doubt, criticism, and at times it's warranted. His play has not been up to the expectation that he was coming into the NFL. And last week he showed. He showed why he was drafted where he was. He showed why he was the quarterback he was Mm -hmm. coming out of college. Maybe Mike McDaniel is the right fit. Maybe finally having these two wide receivers. But if this happens, if things go poorly for him, the criticism, here it comes again. Someone else should take his job. Mm. Here it comes on and on and on. I don't see that happening to Lamar Jackson, which is why I think in a week two situation against another against an MVP quarterback, Lamar has already won an MVP. Tua is nowhere near that just yet. Tua has more pressure on him. Every week, I think that's going to be the story. I do, too. And especially if they win this game, the Did Dolphins are going to be darling. Did I just convince you to switch your... I think maybe. <laughs> the Dolphins are more interesting than the Ravens. Just, Ravens just in the sense that it's new and fresh and the Ravens have been good for years. If the Dolphins go 2-0, and oh, then we're, we have a story. With it's, wins over the Patriots and Ravens. Yeah. 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 Then it's McDaniel. Oh, my God. This is the story of the season. Uh, we yes. all get excited. Excited. Tuna's a big deal. I actually think that the Tua thing is interesting because I didn't you follow it during the offseason. It's all the thing. And then you get there week one and played fine. They poured 20 points. Like they, they played fine. Teddy Bridgewater's his backup. Like, that's the consummate backup. If things do start getting rocky, that's an obvious conversation on Sports Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. That could obviously be the conversation in South Florida. And things have not gone rocky yet. So I think that's why it is intriguing, Jamie, because the second the Ravens do get after him, there might be people chirping, mm-hmm. and maybe it's time to go to Teddy already, you know? Yeah, especially with all of those weapons, the revamped offensive line, Tua, Jalen Waddle. So I can see that happen. But to me, the way their offenses ran, you watched their game last week. Tua had a few plays where it was just like, you just threw the ball up in the air. One guy knocks it down from about to be intercepted. He threw some as he's getting ready to get sacked and kind of just lets him loose. So those are the plays where it's just like the pressure comes because it's just like you see the pass to Jalen Wallow, the anticipation mm-hmm. is just like it looks so good. This is what we're used to. And then you see some of the brain fart plays. <laughs> brain like, fart. It's like, like which two are we going to get? Mm-hmm. The expectation for Lamar Jackson is so high that we're everybody's kind of waiting for Tua to mess up. I think with Lamar, it's just like you just said, we want to put him in the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allen conversation. So it's just like, hey, we're just waiting for it to get back there. Our insider Ian Rapport is joining us now. We're going to check in on a couple of those quarterbacks that had some injury issues, which we hate to see across the league. Let's start with Dak Prescott and tag us with Mac Jones. Yeah, interesting situation for the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. They elected not to put Dak Prescott on injured reserve. Now, remember, he had successful surgery to repair that broken thumb, a fracture at the base of his thumb. He had a pin inserted. He had a plate inserted, all to stabilize the thumb. Obviously, it is a right thumb. He is a right righty-throwing quarterback. 
So grip is important, but what the Cowboys did is give themselves at least a little window of opportunity just in case he's back within four weeks. Seems a little far-fetched. He's going to be able to take part in practice. That is a part of it, too. But they believe there is at least a possibility that he could be back at around four weeks, which would be October 16th against the Eagles. That would be best-case scenario. Still possible. Otherwise, it is going to be Cooper Rush in for the Dallas Cowboys. Meanwhile, much better news for Mac Jones, who's shaken up on Sunday, did not meet with reporters because he was dealing with a back injury, had x-rays that were negative, and the MRI and other tests came back relatively clean. My understanding, it was basically just back spasms, which means that if he continues to progress well and he's had no setbacks as far as I know, he should be able to practice in some form or fashion today and then be able to play in a big game now against the Steelers on Sunday. All right, Ian Rappaport keeping us up to date with the quarterbacks that we need to know about across the NFL. Thank you. We'll talk to you in a little bit. After Najee Harris went down with a foot injury in the Steelers' week one win over the Bengals, he told our friend Adam Shine that he's all right. Undrafted rookie, though, running back Jalen Warren's number was called by Mike Tomlin. And here's what he had to say about the rookie's first NFL game. You know, he didn't urinate down his leg, man. That's a great place to begin, <laughs> you know. And that's capable of happening for a young guy. And so, But I think that's been indicative of him, of him throughout this process, and that's why he's gone from being an undrafted guy to a guy that's carving a role out for himself. All right, congratulations, Jalen Warren. It's time now for Whiteboard Wednesday. Mike Tomlin was uh, just impressed that Warren wasn't too nervous for himself to go out there. First NFL game, it is a big deal. The rookie performance, though, here comes our whiteboard question. The rookie performance that impressed you in week one, hey, Rook, was? A lot of spotlight on Saquon Barkley, but the Giants had a first-round pick out there moving bodies. Can we talk some offensive tackle talk? Yeah, we can. How about Evan Neal, number 73? And I'm going to give you yep. one play in particular here. Evan Neal, 73, okay. was keeping the pocket clean the entire night for Daniel Jones. They had this huge, huge rushing yard game by Saquon. The entire offensive line deserves some credit. We bashed the Giants offensive line for six months in the offseason. Week one, I got to give them their due. Evan Neal is my shout-out one. Anytime I'm talking offensive tackles, I didn't play the game. It means that I saw something special, and it was out of Evan Neal just pushing NFL pass rushers mm -hmm. aside. For me, there was a rookie who also didn't do that. Who's that? Peter Cole Who's that? He went to oh, Miami Dolphins, DB, look at him, making plays. Oh my God, Tackles for losses, forcing fumbles, pass breakups on fourth and three in a game. Went to Texas A&M Commerce. Anybody know the name of the mascot? Lucky the Lion. Okay. This, guy, this guy was born in Africa off the Ivory Coast, came to America at nine years old when his dad won the lottery. What? Now he, what? Yes. What? Now he is playing football for the Miami Dolphins, undrafted. Miami has injuries in their secondary. He went out there, only 17 snaps, pass breakup, tackle for loss, and a force. I know you're not. The, the Ivory Coast lottery, and he wins the lottery, and then says, we're going to the States, and then he ends up playing in the NFL? This is the this is a movie. For the Texas A&M University, the Commerce. Commerce. The Commerce. 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 This guy didn't win the lottery or anything, but he's a pretty good player. Fresh name at the table. Dominique Robinson. He's a rookie for the Chicago Bears. Fifth round pick out of Miami of Ohio. Dominique Robinson was on the field for 15 pass rushing snaps. He had two sacks in a quarterback hurry, Get and it. one of them he beat Trent Williams, guys. Let's this go. is a rookie that Ryan Pohl selected in the fifth round out of the MAC. You know how we say for quarterbacks, they just look the part? 
This guy, Dominique Robinson, just hit the ground running in this game and had two sacks and 15 snaps. And he beat maybe the best left tackle in the game for it. Dominique Robinson, everything about this Bears is sloppy and weird and unknown. Don't let him go 2-0. and And you might want to block this guy. He didn't win the lottery in the Ivory Coast, but he's an otherwise interesting answer. What do you got, Jamie? Great. We know him. We love him. He's a friend of the show. From Lucky the Lion to this Nittany Lion. Nice. Jahan Dotson. Two touchdowns for the Washington Commanders. He had three catches. Very casual. Two of them were touchdowns. That's a red zone target if I've ever seen one. Fantastic for Jahan Dotson. They have Terry McLaurin in Washington, but they needed him to be a big guy. And, man, wasn't Carson Wentz happy to have him in the red oh, zone yes. on Wentz, Sunday? Wentz Woo! was awesome on Wentz, Sunday, and Dotson was the guy. Yes. Was the guy. Dotson, yes. massive waiver wire pickup in every league. I Everybody's taking Dotson. He's yes. gone. He's gone. He's picking the draft. Yeah, he's gone. he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Pete Carroll, just what a whippersnapper he is. So excited to get that win over his former cornerback on Monday night. We're going to hear what he had to say about it next. It might raise your eyebrows. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have know to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. For today's wake-up call presented by Verizon, and it was a big wake-up call for Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson, and the rest of the Broncos when Denver opted to kick a 64-yard field goal twice for the win, and neither one was good after they tried to ice Brandon McManus. Danger Russ's return to Seattle, it was ruined. Coach Pete Carroll had some 
choice words about the Seahawks' big win on Tuesday when speaking on Seattle Sports Radio 710 AM. Oh, this was enlightening. He didn't need validation. I wanted to win for all the reasons that came along with this one. Maybe as much as anything is representing the guys that have played before. It meant a lot to those guys. I was so thrilled to be able to hug those guys up and see them and look them in the eye. Woo, it's, oh, it keeps going. It was really meaningful, and they really wanted it, and I knew we were playing for a lot more than just the regular stuff. How many different ways can we say things without actually saying them? We have thoughts on Pete Carroll opening up on the Seahawks' win over the Broncos because even though it was week one and you're supposed to be on to the next... This one had some baggage to it. I think Pete took the relative high road the whole way for the last two years when Russell's agent comes out and says, I want to play in four different cities, Las Vegas, Chicago, while well, you're still our quarterback. <laughs> Whereas Russell, you know, in so many ways, wanted his way out of Seattle, which they were building something around him and had this great history. I think Pete at some point was like, screw it. We're the Seattle Seahawks. And for two years, we had just been beaten over the drum about, about how we're not supporting you. Like, what kind of leadership was that? I, I look at the ex-players that were at that game, and it's the guys from the Legion of Boom era, and it's Walter Thurmond, and it's KJ Wright, and it's guys like Richard Sherman, and they're all in the house, and they're not there to welcome Russ back. They're there to cheer on the Seahawks and celebrate Walt Thurmond getting his, you know, his number and everything, getting honored. Like, there was no, like, oh, Russ's first game, we're there to shower him with love. It was Russ's first game, we're going to root hard for the Seahawks. And I think Pete sort of embodied that as well. I don't think there was any love loss as much as we thought this was going to be some grand ceremony of great, great, like, hugs and romance. I don't think it was that. Yeah, and they asked him, like, why did it mean so much? And Pete Carroll said, uh, figure it out. And that kind of says it off. All the way back when they end up losing that Super Bowl where they throw the pass and Malcolm Butler intercepts it, there was all the rumblings that guys on the team felt like, hey, it was definite, should have given Marshawn Lynch the ball and it was that question of whose team is it? Is it Marshawn Lynch's team? Is it Russell Wilson's team? I've talked to guys from that era. There is no like hate for Russell Wilson, but it's guys I think that just wanted to be known the way it was. Hey, we ran the football and we played good defense. I talked to a guy this offseason about Russ going to Denver. Hey, Denver can beat a team. It was like, eh. Let's wait and see. I don't know if he's the guy that we are, are making him out to be. Let's see what he's able to do when you don't have Marshawn Lynch in the backfield and you don't have a Legion of Boom type of defense. So I think for those guys, they take it kind of personal that all the credit kind of goes to Russ opposed to some of those other guys that was on that team in that era that had a lot to do with them being in the Super Bowl. No doubt. And listen, there's I don't think there's any hate. There might be dislike. Yeah. And there's definitely a huge eye roll factor for all those guys and all things Russ. We just saw it from Pete. You can go man-to-man for all those ex-Seahawks on Twitter or in person, mm -hmm. a cascade of boos from the fans. Russell Wilson is this very positive figure in the league because he's a good person and plays really hard. I don't think he's terribly well-liked, and who cares? A lot of great athletes aren't. I think there's an inauthenticity about him that I talked a lot about yesterday. I have a hard time relating to Russell Wilson in any way. There's some guys who are instantly relatable. The Brett Favre's or the Baker Mayfield's or the Josh Allen's who's a farmer's son and had no offers coming out of college. The Russ thing is just, I, I am so famous and I'm so perfect and everything is so great. I think it turns a lot of people off. And I, I'm the greatest player ever. And like, I don't know, we watch those teams, Russ. Like, I think you were a passenger on a lot of those teams. So I think there's a lot of resentment for that. There's a, a pretty famous Seahawks fan who watches our show sometimes, who I had the same thing yesterday about inauthenticity, and emailed me after watching the show and was like, Yes, exactly. That is why he was booed. There is the, the, the marriage went bad with Seattle. And that doesn't mean it won't go great with Denver, but it was time to go. And that's why Seahawks fans booed the hell out of him. Yesterday, Patrick Mahomes spoke about the challenge he's facing tomorrow night against the Chargers defense and their new arrival in Khalil Mack. 
but you saw every everybody in this division get back pass rushers and so they can go out there and get after the quarterback and make it hard on us but uh Khalil's a great player I mean obviously they have Bosa already with a, a, a lot of other guys that that go out there and can rush the passer and then they have a good defense everywhere I mean they have Derwin at safety I know J JC I don't know if he's playing or not but he's a great corner and they have other corners that can play as well so I mean this is a great defense a great challenge for us early in the season I'm just sad Khalil came back man I thought he was out of the AFC West and now he's back <laughs> getting sacks again Back and haunting him tomorrow night. Cannot get here soon enough. This game is unbelievable. But there's got to be one thing that we're keeping an eye on in particular when the Chargers take on the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. Peter, what's tickling your fancy? Uh, the ch Chiefs ended the Chargers season ultimately last year. I know everyone looks at that Raiders game in the final game of the season, but the Chargers were up 21-13 to late in the fourth quarter against the Chiefs last season on Thursday Night Football when it was back on Fox and the NFL Network. It was December 16th. And Mahomes did what Mahomes does. He was masterful, found a way to hit Kelsey and hit Tyreek Hill. And they go to overtime and in another amazing overtime drive, one that has gotten forgotten because of the divisional round overtime drive. Mahomes did what he seems to always do when he needs to, found a way to get the victory. The Chargers win that game. They might win the AFC West. They might be the one seed. They might, they missed the playoffs. This took the wind out of their sails. They were up eight points late on the vaunted Kansas City Chiefs after beating them in Arrowhead earlier in the season. Mm. Justin Herbert's played incredible against the Chiefs every single time he's played. And remember, his first career start, it was like one of those deals where like he came like the undertaker because Tyrod had that issue before the game mm -hmm. and he was lights out. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a quarterback matchup, but it is so interesting because of the defenses that they both employ. Both teams have added so much on both sides of the ball. We're going to break this down all day tomorrow. I think oh, we can yeah, just we blow off the rest of the show. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'll tell you this, Chargers, do they have that bite in them that says, you know what, we get picked on in the media. We're always the August hype team. We just won in great fashion against the Raiders. No one talking about us on Monday. And everyone just assumes that we're going to lose an arrowhead. Do the Chargers have it in them to say, you know what? We're a new different Chargers team. 2022 Chargers, we don't lose these games. We go out and we win these games. Excited to see what version we get of the same old L.A. Chargers or a different version that's ready to go scorched earth. Exactly. You said about the quarterbacks. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes. These guys are incredible overtime. Games that are instant classics that we talk about. I want to see what this Chargers secondary is able to do. They made plays versus the Raiders. Raiders. had two interceptions uh, in the secondary, and also Derwin James had a sack. These guys were all over the field, and we watched what Patrick Mahomes was able to do in week one versus the Arizona Cardinals. If this Chargers secondary doesn't make plays, good night, because Patrick Mahomes is going to pick them apart. He mentioned J.C. Jackson. Not sure if he'll be at the game, but Asante Samuel Jr. will be there. Mike Davis has stepped up in J.C. Jackson's absence, and Bryce Callahan who had an interception off Derek Carr. They did a great job. We talked about Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa getting after the quarterback, but these guys have to finish those plays to give them a chance to win the game. So I'm excited to watch that matchup. Derwin James going against Travis Kelty. Like these are the matchups you want to oh, yeah. see as a DB guy because I want to see these guys slow down these offenses and bring it back to some old school football where it's not 40 to 42 and all of these high scoring games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Mahomes and Herbert aren't really playing against each other, mm -hmm. but Derwin and Kelsey, like, will go at it and I'm into it. But I'm also just in for the pure theater on um, this night of Patrick. Mahomes and what's going on here. We've seen him play a lot of football. There was something slightly different in week one in his body language, in his demeanor. Like he he was out for blood against the helpless Arizona Cardinals, with which he has no ill will towards. He has the relationship with Kingsbury. It's not like he has this rivalry game with the Cardinals. Now imagine the Chargers, because the context here is like 
The Chargers are coming for his dinner, they're coming for his house, they're coming for his bed, they're coming for his TV and his remote. They want to take it all from him. They're the one that's coming. Denver already slipped up week one. The Raiders already lost in the division. These are the ones. These are the team that is specifically piece by piece built to beat Patrick Mahomes. That is what the Chargers are doing. We got to get the pass rushers. We need the safety. We need the quarterback to beat 15. And if he was that out for blood against the Cardinals, I, I feel like this is going to be count the touchdown mode, press conference afterwards mode. Remember, Peter touched on this. Against Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, who beats everybody, is 2-2. Two and two. He is a 500 yeah. quarterback, and both wins against Herbert needed overtime to get there. So it's like we've been waiting for this torch to be ripped from Kansas city for about four or five years these are the guys that are built to do it and nobody knows that better than patrick mahomes i, I feel like if he was ready week one to go for blood i, I feel like the, we are going to see patrick Mahomes. we have not seen and he, he's hearing it he's hearing about their secondary he's hearing about their pass rush he's hearing about herbert and peter says it all the time here's everything i, I cannot wait to watch him as a human being on the field in this game <laughs> here's what it is and watching those highlights over and over again it, it, it's like he decides when he wants to make it look easy like, he's just mm. like, this play, he's like, I mean, I could just come over the top and be a traditional guy, but I'm just going to be like, think, yeah. don't click. How do you want me to make it look? And I'll make it look easy. It's unbelievable. It was a little frightening to watch him. It sometimes it almost fantastic. looks too easy for Mahomes. Like, sometimes he's like, I got this, and then, you know, go, leads to an interception or maybe a loss. I don't think that's There's the There's something standard. about his walk, yeah. too. Like, yes. that gate that he has, that it's just this yeah. casual. It's, I know. I'm excited to see both teams when they come out. What do you got? Yes. Well, uh, Jason was touching on the Chargers secondary, and I still have the straw that I need to not be carrying straw. around anymore. The secondary, but I feel like you need an entire defensive unit to take down Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So I see your secondary, and I'm also going to go Chargers front seven, specifically Khalil Mack and Bosa across the other side. Four and a half sacks they combined for in week one, including this one. Game-sealing strip sack of Derek Carr by Khalil Mack. Man, he thought he was out of the AFC West, and I feel like Mack Mahomes is, like, relishing in the fact that, like, wait, I still get to go Going oh, yeah. against this guy. That's who Patrick Mahomes is. It's tremendous. The only time we have really seen Patrick Mahomes look subhuman is when the Bucks pass rush got to him in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. Against Tampa Bay. Like oh, yes, that's it, it. And and if they can do that, maybe 50% of that, mm -hmm. it'll be a, a good battle in the trenches. But, like, man, you got to be careful. And it's got to be every layer of the defense has to bother him. It can't be the front seven, Tevin just lets him have time and just rely on the secondary because mm -hmm. they'll just thrash through mm -hmm. you. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Interesting note being the first Thursday night game on Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say this So too. are we going to find Amazon? But, like, Al Michaels on the call. Oh, uh-uh. Street. Like, this is going to feel Big game. Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's going to be a big league presence at this game. First time ever on Amazon, Thursday night football, and you get Arrowhead under the lights, Herbert and Mahomes. And their pregame show is there. And they're on site. On like, site. This is, yeah. This is big. And the there's heat 72 on the people. Chargers if they win this game oh, is going to be almost like the heat that's on the Bills right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it's this so big in the division. That would, that would be uh -huh. a great way to start the season. Mm -hmm. so, oh, man. For sure. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. All right, we have got, like we said, a jam-packed show coming up. A ton of guests coming to the breakfast table later on. Plus, we got some veteran leadership, including the Colts guy, mm -hmm. Stephon Gilmore. Woo! Gilly Gilly! Gilly Gilly! How is he going to find success in 2022? And everything he's bringing to the Indianapolis Colts. Little brother plays for Marshall. Awesome. Yes, picked Stephon Gilmore's six. little brother yes. for Marshall. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. 
and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. Our next guest, one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL. He does all his talking on the field. Five-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, and also Defensive Player of the Year in 2019. We won a Super Bowl together yeah. in New England. Welcome to the show, my good friend, Gilly Gilly, Gilly Lock, yeah. Stefan Gilmore. Welcome to the show. Well, Stefan. Appreciate you. What's up? How y'all doing? Good. Great. Good, good, man. Hey, good, I know good. your game this past Sunday versus the Colts ended in a tie. We won't we won't go through all of that. Before we get to that, though, I want to talk about your younger brother, Steven. Defensive back for Marshall. They just had a huge upset being in Notre Dame, which he had a pick six. I was fired up to see that. I know how much we've talked about it. He has a game coming up though this week on NFL Network versus Bowling Green. What is that like? What are you talking to him about? How excited is he about this game? It's going to be right on NFL Network. I told him just to, you know, enjoy that win. You know, it was a big win, obviously. But I told him, you know, y'all can't go out there and beat Notre Dame and then come back and lose to Bowling Green. So I think uh, I told him to just have that short term, <laughs> short term memory and um, focus on the next game. So hopefully they can keep that on the, on the go and have a great season. Now, who will have more pick sixes this season? The question. Mm -hmm. You or Steven? I want to know who has the most pick sixes. Who has it? Who will have this will. season? Who will have oh, the will most have. pick sixes? Oh, that's me. He already that's has me. a step on you. That's me. That's me. That's me for sure. I can't <laughs> let little bro. I can't let little bro beat me in that. I don't beat him all my life. I can't. can't I can't let him get me in that. That kind of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason mentioned you guys had a tie in week one and said, we're not going to go through all that. Oh, we're going to go through all of it. We're going to go through all of it right now. You guys, uh, Stefan, it was your first tie ever. You've never had a tie in the pros, obviously never in college. Take us yeah. through this. You're on the field. The Texans have the ball. It's an overtime. They have a fourth and three, and they decide to punt. What were you thinking during that moment? I was like, what are they doing? But I talked to like one of my friends, you know, Brandon Cooks, after the game. He was like, you know, they'd rather take a tie than the any, anything else so I thought we was going to go into double overtime you know I was just ready to get back on the field and start competing yeah. so you know that's my first tie so now, now now that I know the rules it was a weird feeling to have a tie hopefully it helped us at the end of the season yeah so some people say they like the taste of victory you do not like the taste of a tie is that what you're telling us <laughs> I mean it's better than a loss I would say that. There we go. <laughs> it's true. It's very bland. All right. I like that. Yeah. So you're yeah. in your 11th NFL season, um, but you took yeah. your time this offseason before you signed with the Colts. You are a veteran. You have experience. You wanted to make sure you went to the right fit. How have you gone about your decision to sign with the Colts, and what's the fit been like and everything you thought it was going to be? It's been great. You know, um, Coach Frank, you know, he's been a great coach. Coach Gus planning this new scheme that I'm getting adjusted to. Um, I think the defense was already good before, 
you know, I even got here. So it was exciting to come on and, you know, play with these guys. And I think they was close at the end of the season last year. So um, I think with them adding me and uh, me doing my research on them, it was a no-brainer for me to come to the Colts and try to help them get over, get over the top. Yeah, and, and look, Indianapolis has always had a, a tough defense, and they added a bunch of new players this offseason. It's you, it's mm-hmm. it's Yannick, uh, the, the rookie. Nick Cross has looked good. You look at this Colts team. You've been on champions before. Do you have that juice that this team could be one of those special ones that you've played on in your in your career? I think we can be special. You know, we got a good group of guys. You know, um, a lot of brothers on this team, you know, they're very competitive. Uh, we have a tough team. You know, we can run the ball. We got good receivers. Like you say, our defense is pretty good. So I just think we just got to keep gelling together and um, keep trusting each other. And I'm very excited about where we can be in the future. Man, Gilly, as always, it's great to see you. Little brother, this Saturday, NFL Network, 5 p.m., Marshall versus Bowling Green. We'll be tuned in. I know you'll be watching. Good luck this week, man. Appreciate it. I got I to ask one question. JJ, mm-hmm. man, what? Do they do they get you up super early, like 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 when you played her, or what is it? <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm I'm up I'm up at 4:45 in the morning. I'm oh. working harder than you nowadays oh. coming into this show, man. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, good luck, good luck, Sunday. Get right, my guy. Appreciate. We got superstars. Superstar Wednesday. Good morning, football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.